Welcome to Season 4 of Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am Catherine McPhail, your host. I'm an architect practicing in Eastern Massachusetts. In past seasons, we've covered all sorts of subjects with the intention of helping homeowners who may never have been involved in a renovation before and they felt like they needed to know what they were doing. We've built up over 100 episodes on everything from roofing to foundations, heard many renovation stories, and learned how to hire various professionals. This season, we'll be focusing even more on the challenges of renovating old houses while incorporating new technologies, using my own new house as a case study. We'll have all sorts of different guests, most having to do with what I I'm just calling the next level of renovations. Now that you've got these 100 plus episodes under your belt, I think you're ready. Today's episode is about dealing with a flash flood. I had a listener write to me a few months ago asking for an episode on this subject and then I ran into Kate who had recently gone through a flash flood in her new house in Rhode Island. And when I heard bits of her story, I, I thought her experience would be valuable to others. So I hope that you and your property don't experience a flood anytime soon or ever. But here are some things to maybe keep in mind ahead of time. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Kate, thanks for coming on the show. I understand it was kind of a traumatic time for you. So I appreciate you sharing your experience. If I can help someone else with what I've learned, I'm happy to do so. Awesome. Awesome. Okay, so you recently bought a house in Rhode Island. Yep. Recently bought a house in Portsmouth, Rhode Island, right after the pandemic hit. And uh, we like this house because there was uh, space for an in-law apartment suite for my daughter and her husband, who was just getting out of the military. And uh, so that was in summer of 2020. And we spent about a year renovating the space downstairs as we lived in the house upstairs which mm-hmm. was a little bit um, interesting and our three dogs so so we had four adults and three dogs and they had just moved into this beautifully renovated space it was about 900 square feet with a kitchen a, a bedroom and dining living room open space and uh, there was a flash flood so what is a flash flood that just a flash flood was something I didn't know what a flash flood was. Uh, eight inches of rain came down in a couple of hours. Like wow. it just, um, and I and I will say I wanted to say that this house is situated on a hill overlooking the Saconet River, hmm. and I have owned a house before where I needed flood insurance because I was close to a little looked like a creek to me, but uh, it was my first house and. So I knew about flood insurance and, and after that house, didn't want to buy a house that needed flood insurance. So this house where we can see the water, we're not close enough to the water and we were on a hill. I never even thought about um, hmm. flood insurance for this house. So so the flash flood is just, just that just means that the rainwater comes down and surrounds the house, basically. So you weren't in the way of any body of water or anything like that. Nope. It just was the rainwater. And actually it happened in September last year and the road coming into our neighborhood completely collapsed. So we were, I mean, it wasn't, I think our house was the house that suffered the most damage, but the, the entire infrastructure, the, the road, uh, collapsed and, and no one could get out of the neighborhood. It was, it was, you know, pretty major for the town to fix that. Mm. Uh, our house was affected, um, quite a bit. 
Um, I could tell you more when you when you're ready. <laughs> I'm ready. About. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, our house. Uh, when I was renovating the the apartment down the in law suite for the for the kids downstairs, they're adults. They're not kids. Right. Um. They uh, out of safety concern, I actually had an egress window put in their bedroom, even though there were two ways to get out of the of that space, and uh. The damage to the inside of the house came the, the water came in through the egress window it couldn't handle the the rapid flow of water and so it broke the window and my daughter was um in her bed in the bedroom uh, with her golden doodle and she has a sound machine to help her sleep and she she woke up saying this doesn't sound like the sound machine and and there was water that flooded in through the bedroom and all the way out into the, li- like it went all the way into the living room space. And she ran upstairs to, to tell me and her dog was on the bed petrified. And uh, so I said, just come upstairs. Uh, I didn't know what to do. It was th- in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning. And, you know, so I said, it's, it's okay. Just come up. And we'll figure it out tomorrow. Everybody's safe. Um, we went the next morning. Neighbors came to the door to say the road was out. And we said, yeah, we, we had some flooding downstairs. And I looked out the front window and, and there's a large retaining wall across the front of the property and it had collapsed. Mm. So it wasn't it wasn't just the inside of the house that it was affected. It was also the, the external wall which really freaked me out completely because we have an in-ground pool and I just thought the pool's going to blow. Mm. Like it's, it's going to, you know, I, I don't know. I just, irrational fear. So, so that's the extent of the damage. It also went into the home gym that we had converted in the half of the garage. Mm. That was all affected too. So they had these special mats for they, they lift weights, and, and so there was all this special equipment that was destroyed as well. Oh, no. So, okay, I have so many questions. One is the egress window. So there was an egress window, and then there was a window well to accommodate the egress window, yes. and there was not drainage in that well, so it just ended up filling up with water and coming in. Yep, and then breaking the window. Yeah, there, uh, the people who installed the, the window... Um, uh, the unit itself, because it was this standalone, I don't know what it's made of, but um, well that you could then walk out of. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. in case of fire. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually remained intact and was put back in. Hmm. Uh, it's but but we also now have a sump pump and a battery backup and you know you know all sorts of stuff to mm. protect us there. Um, so it wasn't supposed to fill up with water in that way but i think it was just a, a freak storm yeah which um i think with climate change probably will happen more frequently so hmm. uh, yeah i think you know, you're so right so that was one area that i thought okay we need to get this right um you know in addition to trying to to immediately figure out what to do i think that's the the difficult thing is if fear if you're afraid i was afraid of mold mm. um you know, so I felt like I needed to act quickly to get people in there to to avoid horrible mold stories. So yeah, you want to yeah. avoid those for sure. But uh, you didn't have insurance. I'm 
guessing. I did not have flood insurance. Um, the house, you know, obviously was insured. When I um, filed a claim immediately, they um, we were not. If if a sump pump had failed, we would have been covered up to five thousand dollars because that's all the policy that I bought included. And um, or if there was backup drainage from the city sewer, then we would have been covered up to five thousand dollars. But that was it. Wow. Um, there was no coverage for the retaining wall. So the outside of your property, um, and and I never would have thought to put that on. Um, I've learned a lot about about what is covered and what is not. Um, you know, so that that was disappointing. Yeah, that is disappointing. And it took a while to find that out to get the the actual determination. Do you know what I mean? The claims adjuster comes out. You wait. Yeah. So, and meanwhile, in real time, you need to be making decisions to protect the property from further damage. Right. Right. So then, what did you do? So you filed the claim right away. Yep. Called the insurance company right away and realized they, you know, had a feeling. They said, "Oh, this sounds like an act of God." And I said, well, what if I'm an atheist? <laughs> they, they don't care. They don't care. Um, no. So, no. <laughs> so, so, um, so I, I kind of got a sense from that first phone call that, that things weren't going to go well. Um, I then called, um, tried to get a mold. I, I Googled mold mitigation uh, and uh, called I was on the phone calling companies, but I think a lot of people had suffered damage from that storm. So finally found a company who would come out, but they couldn't get, they couldn't access the street because the road had collapsed. Mm. So it took a few days until the town had repaired the road so people could come, you know, access the house. And um, so they came in and they had big blowers, right? (laughs) To dry out the space. They cut all the drywall that we had just literally installed. Mm. The kids had just, the, you know, they had just moved into the apartment and we had to get everything out of that space. Um, so some furniture was damaged or destroyed. The kitchen that we had put in, we had to get the, the person who had just finished all the work, take it all out. Mm. And um, the flooring which this was another thing I bought this beautiful flooring uh, that my daughter and I had picked out that was cushion, you know, cause it was basement. So we wanted it to be warm and it was cushy and, and supposedly waterproof. I learned waterproof does not mean waterproof. <laughs> it's water resistant. Um, so all of that flooring, which was gorgeous, um, had to be ripped out. Hmm. And, um, you know, so it was, it took, September to December to get the the apartment you know the in-law suite livable again and um, we made choices along the way I, I thought the, the my carpenter who had done all the work you know he did beautiful custom work in the in the apartment and he, he looked like he was heartbroken because oh. he had to come in and basically re, redo everything um so and he was he's worked solo so so it took it took some time hmm. uh, we made different choices um, my daughter didn't you know with the flooring she um, wanted she said no let's just get the concrete you know fixed I, I don't want to go through this again and I said okay so basically her apartment now looks like the it has flooring 
similar to a car sales room. Oh no, you mean just like the regular concrete floor that's stained or something? Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty hideous. It's 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 um so I said, Oh, we could get some rugs or you know, um I can't stand that flooring. But she was she she saw what I mean, because we had to take everything out to get the flooring out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So she's she yeah. said, Well, at least if it happened again, then we wouldn't have to do that. So That's true. Um yeah, but I probably would have put the same stuff back <laughs> and taken well because we obviously we you know the sump pump we've gotten that that's fixed and and there's other things we're fixing too so and and the retaining wall outside and well that's what, been what I learned yeah so what I learned about our property and it, it's funny when you're looking at a neighborhood I didn't notice it until after this happened I looked at my neighbor's property. And they had, you know, rocks and different landscaping. And it was basically to make sure there, if there was any flow of water, that it would go away from their house. Mm. And it would flow and, and away from the neighbor's properties, too. So um, that's that's essentially what, we're, what we need to have happen to our house that the original owner didn't do. So with this property I had called again not knowing anything which I and and feeling the sense of urgency uh, I made some really poor choices and one was calling somebody who I, I trusted who had done uh, I'd known him for 10 years and he'd done landscaping work at a, another property that I had had and steadily uh over the years, he had built up his business to include retaining walls and, you know, outdoor, hard, I guess they call it hard landscaping. Mm-hmm. So I had reached out to him and he said, oh, my goodness, I'll come right away. He really was in over his head. He didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. So he provided a quote uh, to, to, you know, engage civil engineer. You know, I thought the property needed to be surveyed and um, fix the retaining wall and protect our property and our neighbor's property from, you know, any runoff or water. So the original quote was $110,000 to, um, to do this, to do, to install the rain garden, to fix the egress window, to fix the retaining wall, to, um, he had to take out part of my deck to put the deck back, um, you know, you know, basically to, the contracting was to, pr- to protect the property from future floods by having the water run away from our house and in our neighbors' houses, down the driveway or wherever out to the to the road. So yep, so that that was, and I signed the contract and probably should have had much more detail. Should have done this in steps by having first. Uh, the civil engineering plans in place mm. before uh, I didn't even know that you would hire civil engineers as very naive uh, with respect to this type of, of uh, work that needed to be done. And uh, if I had to do it over again, it would have been to hire call civil engineers and have them come in and assess what needed to be done to protect the house mm-hmm. directly instead of, working through some third party person. Yeah. So, um, because I feel that, you know, the original scope of work, he did, he had no idea what needed to be done. Hmm. 
So so he didn't uh, price it very well. No, and then uh, which is which I understood, but he also over the course of from September and I cut him off in April. So mm-hmm. he was working on the pro- property uh, all that time. When I cut off cut him off, it was two hundred thousand dollars that I had paid him, mm-hmm. and the work there was no rain garden, there was no work done to protect the house from future runoff. Um, there was there's a big concrete wall that's not done and stairs that aren't done, um, and it's just it's just a mess. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, and I think that. I don't know. I had started having a bad feeling in January and I didn't listen to my gut. Mm. Um, I, I think that like I knew I'm like, he's in over his head. He's in it. He doesn't know what he's doing. And it was, and I just, you know, I should have just said stop and got, you know, talk to, to some, somebody who could help. Yeah. So like a lawyer, which I did in April. <laughs> so, 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 mm. um, what kind of lawyer? Yes. Civil litigation. I actually had to call. I didn't even know what kind of lawyer to call. So when I when I knew that enough was enough, um, I, I was looking online, searching online. What kind of lawyer can help you with this? I had no idea. And so finally, I called the um, the Rhode Island Bar Association. And actually, I emailed them. They had a, a referral service free. Hmm. And I wrote my tale of woe. I said, I don't even know who I need. And they got back to me within 24 hours and said, you need a civil litigator. And uh, they gave me a couple of names and I contacted a fabulous lawyer in Newport and she was lovely and sent her all the information. Uh, she she told, gave me some clear cut steps, including one that wouldn't involve her. She said, you can just go directly to the contracting board and report this and um you don't need a lawyer to do that Hmm. uh i i had said i i would like to you know amicably amicably try to resolve this and see what we can do and so she said okay first step you need to contact civil engineers and see what needs to be done and we need to get a quote of what it will cost to get this house back to where you thought you were contracting him back in September. So, hmm. um, so I did, I contacted the, the company, um, wonderful company that knows, um, the area, which is something that I think is incredibly important. If you're working uh, from what I've understood is our neighborhood is a complicated space because of the Hill. Yeah. And it makes it, I guess more complicated to build homes and to protect homes. And I didn't know that either. Um, so they've done a lot of work in this neighborhood. So they know the land very well. And um, so I went back, I, I went to this, and that's who we had originally, the, the contractor had originally worked with. Hmm. And I said, hey, uh, could you, would you meet with me? Would you talk to me? And they had dissolved association with the company that I hired because as soon as they realized he wasn't following their plan, they said, we, we don't want our name on this. Yeah. And right. And, and they had sent me a letter and I confronted the contractor and said, what is this? He said, Oh, it's all resolved. Don't worry. It's a misunderstanding. 
another mistake. Hmm. I trusted him. Yeah. I should have called, picked up the phone and called the company and said, what, what's going on here? Uh, so that happened in January. So that's when I started. I should have just picked up the phone and called the company. I don't know what I was thinking, but uh, I will probably continue to beat myself up about this for a long time. But, um, you know, what are you going to do? So yeah. this company is lovely. They met with me. I got as much information that they had asked for about what had been done. From April through June, they came out multiple times. They had to redesign. Oh, I forgot to tell you. My con, my company, the company I'd hired, stiffed them. They didn't. He didn't even pay them. Oh no! So I had I paid them again, right? So I paid them. I said I'm so sorry. I didn't know this. I paid them, and then uh, paid them again because they had to redesign the whole. Uh, they had to do a new plan because the landscape had changed with what what this person had done, mm. and so that process took from April through June where they came out multiple times. They're a very busy company, you know, and, and um, so they, they did that and then uh, recommended, highly recommended a company to actually do the work. They've worked with the company for many projects. They, you know, know they do high quality work. And it took about from June to mid-July to get the quote. And the quote was... Um, hundred and sixty seven thousand dollars to to get the property to do the rain garden to do the dry river beds to to finish the work that the first company didn't do Mm -hmm. and so what shocked me because i I asked i mean that shocked me (laughs) but other things that shocked me was um i asked them how how long will this take because i thought i'm going to have another whole year and they said oh it's only about a five-week job Mm. and That shocked me because the other company had been in, you know, working from September through April and didn't finish. So I I understood that when you have something as serious as this, you go to a company who does it regularly and knows, you know, they know what they're doing. Right. So that, that is, um, that's the situation. And so I booked that company. They're starting at the end of September and this nightmare will be behind me by the end of the year so so well i mean don't beat yourself up about it you did you did the best you could and it sounds like you did a lot of the right things like getting in touch with the insurance company right away and it's just not something that most of us have well i guess depending where we live a lot of experience with our house suddenly flooding like that so right anyway maybe you can help somebody else with this information so at least that'll be something that's what i hope i i think that yeah, if if you don't know, I, I think if, if, if you don't know what to do, don't act quickly. Do you know what I mean? Like talk to a lot of people, talk to, uh, I wish I had called the town because mm-hmm. they probably had, um, they can't recommend anybody, but they could have said you need a civil engineering company soon. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like because I didn't even know that. I, I wish I just done more homework about what I needed before I acted but I think when you're when you're afraid and and you're overwhelmed because it was just not just the outside it was the inside it was the outside it was it was (laughs) there was so much coming at me all at once that that I don't think I uh, handled it well like I you know because I 
I've I've done lots of major work on various houses. I know how to hire contractors. I know, you know, I've done things the right way before. And I just think, you know, because because of the situation and, and not having, to, you know, your own time schedule to, to do it on and feeling the sense of urgency, you must act. Uh, you know, I I think that's our tendency to want to fix it quickly, but but haste makes waste. That's, ah. that's yes, that's so, true. Uh, and if it's when you're in an area and you don't expect a flood, do you know, I think that's that's what threw me for a loop as well because this I, it just was so unexpected. Is there any is there any upside to this? Are you going to get a, a nicer landscaping at least from the whole thing? eventually but that's not part of that bill <laughs> so, hmm. so as i add you know when, I, when i'm adding up i was thinking oh all told i think this is going to be around half a million dollars in repairs uh wow so like to get because i still need to rebuild the deck i still need landscaping it's it's right now i i laugh oh, i shouldn't laugh it looks like a i feel like it's a prison wall and now because of the pool i was very anxious that it was unsafe over the summer so i got construction fencing all around the property so that way no little kids can accident you know enter the pool and um so there's going to be fencing there's going to be landscaping that needs to be done um do you know i mean so we're not we're not there yet but eventually i hope that this is beautiful I, I will tell you, I fell for this house because of, of the view. I never wanted a house with a pool. It's kind of a funky, odd house that the former owners built, uh, designed themselves in mm. ways that architects probably would never do, if you know what I mean, because yeah. it's almost like they built it so that nothing needed to be replaced oh. and or repaired. So uh, the air conditioning unit, you know, oh, in the in the midst of this, I should say, I had to get a whole new roof because about um, a month later there was another storm, and and I had five pots in my kitchen catching water, mm. and so, but that the insurance company fully paid for, which oh, I, I thought, thank yeah, so that was very good, and I also um, I put solar on because I'm very worried about our climate and climate change and and. I've been slowly trying to renovate the inside of the house too on the second floor uh, on the the main living space. Hmm. So it's um it's going to it's going to be beautiful and hopefully I'll be very happy here. So Yeah. Um, you won't have to worry about the water coming down the hill anymore. Yeah, like well, that's that's the main thing. I want it to be safe and I, I want my property to be safe and I want it done so that my neighbors don't you, you know what I mean because they're pretty close together and I, I want to make sure that everybody's okay because I, I don't doubt that it's going to happen again you know could you could you get it covered under your insurance if you got a different policy or included it on your policy yeah now? I think I would have to get flood insurance and uh, I, I haven't taken that step to do that yet uh, because I honestly have been so busy trying to actually that's such a lame excuse I should do that today <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? What am I thinking? Why haven't I done this? So yeah, I and and 
you know, it would be interesting to see how my neighbors have flood insurance. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. wondering if they're, if, if that's just a thing in this neighborhood. It's not required, but it's recommended. But Mm-mm. Same with um, my neighborhood. Will... Is it expensive? I haven't gotten it either. When I bought my first house, uh, which was many, many moons ago, I found out the day before closing I needed flood insurance. And I was a first-time home buyer, single person buying a house. I, was, I think I was 21 or something. And, and I'm like, what? Flood insurance? No water. And... And it was, um, at that time, it was uh, twice as much as my homeowners. It was it mm. was really expensive, and I wasn't going to back up. I mean, I had to do it. And so that's why after that, I said, I'm not buying home. You know, it, I asked the realtors, is their home flood insurance required? If so, I don't want to look at it. So uh-huh. um, because whenever you see the floods of Kentucky or wherever else, it's a national flood insurance program. Mm. If you had had flood insurance on this property, it, would you think it would have covered the $500,000 bill? I don't think so. I think they would have covered the amount of money on the inside of the house. But, but the I feel like they, because the house wasn't, dis, you know, originally the civil engineering put in place, I don't think they would pay for that. I And... You know, I I tried to say, is the retaining wall considered an external structure to the to the um, insurance company? They they said no, mm. and so so I think that really understanding your property and really understanding what's covered is yeah, important. That is and important. Sometimes it's legalese, like it's it's not. You know, I'm I'm not. I I actually am a well educated person. <laughs> I don't understand. Like I had to ask people, what exactly does this mean? And, and, you know, it sounds like it might cover things, but it doesn't. So, so that's, that's important. I also had no idea how much retaining walls had cost. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, I just was clueless about, about that as well. Yeah. That's one thing when I looked when we were looking at properties and I saw there's a big retaining wall, I would try not to get attached to the property because Yes. If I had known that, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because like, oh, yeah, no, 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 no. No more retaining. Yeah. When I buy property in the future, if I buy property in the future, yeah, there'll be no retaining wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it just they're just complicated and require engineering and there's force on the back of them. It's just uh, a lot. I'm sorry it happened to you, though. But but thank you for telling us about it. Yeah, you're welcome. And I will say, uh, um, people have lost lives in floods. So, so this, and I, and I always just keep that in mind. Like, you know, we, we're, the stress probably is, is taking years off my life, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we were unharmed and I am very thankful and grateful for that. Uh, because there are other people who are not so lucky when when something like this hits. Yeah. The flood, the flood footage that, um, I guess lucky for me, I only see on the news is pretty, it's just unimaginable what that must be like to have that be your house. You know, that's a lot. Yeah, it is. And the the rescue people putting X's on houses, like they've gone through and there are no people, no bodies, no, you know, Mm. and, and it's real because when it hits, it hits so fast and you, eight inches in a couple hours like that, can you, if you can imagine that's, that's wild. That's a lot of rain. That's a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. So. Well, thank you very much, Kate. You're welcome. 
welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much for sharing this show with your friends. It is growing all the time. And I really appreciate that. I would love to hear from you if you have anything to say about this episode or past episodes, good or bad, or a suggestion for a new episode. Send me an email at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven is a proud member of Gable Media, the most engaged AEC network on the planet. Check out my other show and all the rest of the shows at gablemedia.com. That's G-A-B-L-M-E-D-I-A.com. And until next time, take it easy.